Okay. Um, there's another class going on behind me, so I'll see. Yeah, there's a there's a wall behind me, and in there, then Jai Jagannath's giving class. So let's see if I can transcend that. Um, okay. Reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, I'm not sure what chapter actually. I only have it on. Um, I only have it on uh, Kindle, and it's it's not a very good version. So let, let me just see if I can find what the chapter is. It's chapter eight. Somehow I may have skipped the chapter because I lost my place, but let's do this and then we can go back to other chapters. Reading from Chaitanya Bhagavat, Anjakanda, Chapter 8. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Jaya Jaya Mahaprabhu Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Jaya Jaya Nityananda Tribhuvana Danya. All glories to Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. All glories to Nityananda who made the three worlds glorious. Omagana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chaksur Unmalatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vansha Kalpa Turubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo, Vaishnavebhyo, Namo Nama, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Prabhu Nityananda, Sri Advaita Gadadha, Shivasadevor Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. I'll just, let me see if you get a peek in there. Wait, wait, wait. You see Jai Jagannath is there giving class. So let me move because I can hear him. And let's see if the reception still stays the same. And as while I am moving, you can just see the beauty of of Shamashram. Let's see if you can. That's it. That's a chumpak tree. So it's funny that wherever I go, I have two things. Um, 
I have, okay, it is working. I have a zero gravity chair. I didn't plan this. And somehow or other, even though I have no desire, Amazon.com comes to my door. I saw that in Govardhan, how things were being ordered. So somehow I lost my place. I'm just going to start here at chapter nine, and then I'll somehow during the week find out where we were. And, it, you know, it, they're eternal pastimes. Sometimes they don't even matter what order the pastimes are in. Um, but here, well, it already skipped. Um, and I, I've discussed this many times before that the, the beginning of each chapter is always prayer. It's glorification. And prayer and glorification is an act of humility. And humility is the position that is required to perceive God. Yeah, yeah, or, or sit here. Thank you, thank you. I just, uh, I usually sit over there, but I, I, I kind of hear Jai Jagannath, so thank you for coming. Um, it's nice to have you live. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It's um, so. Yeah, just like when you go into Radha Kund. One second. Can you hold this just for a second? Because if you're the audience, <laughs> at least kind of face you. Okay. And here. Okay. Just like when you go to. Um, and Dorita will join us soon and she can have her chair there. Okay. Um, just like when you go to Radha Kund, we were just there. And the first thing you do when you go to Radha Kund is you go to, the first thing you pass is Kundeshwar Mahadev to Shiva Lingra because Lord Shiva is the presiding deity of the false ego. And the concept is, is the false ego is this, the kind of, it's the, um, it's actually a subtle strand of matter which delimits your consciousness to a particular body in the sense that I'm the enjoyer and the controller. And once you have the false ego, you can't have the real ego. And the real ego is, I am the servant of Guru, I am the servant of Krishna. So once you have that false ego and have the conception that you're the center, then you can't see who is. And therefore the whole process of bhakti in one sense in various ways is putting God, which who is Ishvara, Ish is the center, Vara is the circumference, 
that being which everything is connected to, putting that in the center and realizing your place in the periphery. It would just be like a, a, a symphony orchestra. You have a place and it's fine. You don't have to be the conductor. There can only be one conductor. So Ekala, Ishvara, Krishna, Arbrit, Sabya. There's one Ishvara. It's a beautiful way the universe is constructed because if there wasn't, then the whole universe would be in disharmony because there'd be many different centers. And when things are centered differently, then there, there, is, there is competition. So, so when you have this concept, then you're blinded from God. And, and, and we see that. Think of a person. Everybody has their particular concept. Think of a person who has huge false ego, thinks they're the center, is narcissistic. Um, narcissistic means seeing the world through their own desires. The world, it, 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 that's not reality. Reality is the world is not what we want. The world is what God wants. So when you have a person like that, you can see they're automatically an illusion. So to actually understand God, what to speak of feel mercy and get mercy, you have to be humble. And I, give a, I always give a simple example. If, if, if a child is spoiled, they never feel mercy or love because they always feel entitled. So only a person who is humble can actually feel mercy, can receive mercy, and can have a proper understanding. So when great teachers like Vrindavan Das Thakur or, or Krishnas Kaviraj or anyone that's leading a class begins, he has to begin with sincere prayer. Because if he doesn't put, which invokes humility, puts oneself in that position, helps one identify with that position, because if one doesn't do that, um, they're not going to be able to understand transcendental subject matter. It takes a certain perspective. Um, and in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says that the hum, pakasya sarvasya yoga, I am not manifest to the foolish and unintelligent. So it, 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 it's, I, I mentioned that too. And I, I think somehow or other, I approach Krishna consciousness from a particular way and, and similar themes come up. And one theme that comes up is perception and, and how, how, how many things affect perception. And one thing that affects perception so much is our attitude. That's why it says in Bhagavad Gita, Ichidvesha Samutena, one is born into this material world, overcome with the dualities of desire and hate. And they're, 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 they come together. And, and, and just a basic fact of, of envy always makes things seem less than they are. So your desire to, to, for superiority, and, and, and it creates a hate of, of those that are superior and wants, so it always affects this consciousness. 
I, I know myself in terms of giving class more than the intellectual preparation is the spiritual preparation. I have to say here, it's, it's very conducive. It's just very conducive. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of, kind of hear those prayers. So, and prayers mean different manifestations of the Supreme Lord, which is usually God, the Vaishnavas and the teachers. Bhakta Goshti Sahita Garanga Jai Jai. Sunile Chaitanya Kata Bhakti Lab Hoy. So Bhakta Ghosti, Ghosti means an assembly. Um, Bhakta Ghosti Sahita, the assembly of devotees, Guranga Jai Jai. So all glories to them. And Sunile Chaitanya Kata. Sunile, by hearing this, Chaita, this Chaitanya Kata, Bhakti Labahoy, one attains devotional service. The main, the first process of, of devotional services is nine process, Shravanam Kirtanam. The first process is, is hearing. And it has both an intellectual and an emotional component of enlightenment. The intellectual component of enlightenment is unless you have the proper understanding you won't have the proper feelings. If your understanding is I'm God, you won't have devotion. If your understanding is Krishna's material, you won't have understanding. If your understanding is, is I'm the enjoyer in control, you won't understand who is. So it has to be a proper intellectual understanding. And, and, and also um, by hearing, one gets a, 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 an experience. And ultimately, the whole purpose of bhakti is to get an experience, not just to understand God, but to actually feel God. That's what bhakti is. It's feeling God because we have a connection with God. And, and, and relationship is more about feeling than just understanding. This is such and such. This is my child. That's one understanding. Another understanding is I have motherly or fatherly love. So by this hearing, one attains devotional service. So that's the first principle. Ebe Shuna Vaishnava Sabar Agama. Acharya Gosasi Adi Yatabhakti. Please hear now about the arrival of the Vaishnavas headed by Advaita Acharya. So there's something very, very wonderful about the arrival of the Vaishnavas. One of my favorite remembrances of the arrival of the Vaishnavas was when the devotees from the Soviet Union first came. 
and we met them in Bhakti Vedanta Swami Mark. You know, they've never been to Vrindavan before, and, and they came in by Kirtan. And as they came by Prabhupada Samadhi, and they started going down the steps, people were showering flowers on them. Or in the Chaitanya Leela, when the Vaishnavas arrived from Bengal, so Vindavan Das Thakur wants to to us to hear about this because there's actually nothing more auspicious than the arrival of the Vaishnavas. That's why in the Bhagavatam it mentions Dharmasya Yapavargasya that Dharma is meant for Dharma is meant for liberation. When I wrote that article, Andrea, that was the other guy, <laughs> the gardener. <laughs> and I, they're just so, <laughs> their lives are so simple. Um, so it says Dharma is meant for liberation. And then there's a commentary how dharma leads to liberation because if you're cultured one of the main things you'll do is open your home to saintly people even we had a a a, a we had a function here and uh some people that i met came and and they were very Very high family, very high family, but not just wealthy and influential, but somehow rooted in, in somehow rooted in the Catholic tradition. They came also with their mother. And it was the same expression that I, I would hear in India in cultured, very cultured people. My house is your house. <laughs> My house is your house. And so Dharma Sayyapavargasya means if one is in a Van Ashram system, one of the things they do is a Titi Bhagavan. A Titi Bhagavan means the guest is God. And by that, in a society, then Mahatsevam Dwaram Ahur Vamuktes. Mahatsevam, the service to the Mahats or the great devotees, Mahatsevam Dwaram, Ahur Vimukte, opens the door to liberation. So you may serve a, a, a saintly person. So um, that's how Dharma leads to liberation. It gives one the opportunity to serve saintly people because culture. Just like I have those, my, these friends in, uh, they're now in Mayapur, but they came from France and they walked, I told this many times, they walked all the way to India. They got as far as Pakistan and then they had to take a plane. And they walked with, with, with no money. They, it, it, this is a very advanced stage. It's supposed to be what a sannyasi does. <laughs> because when you take away your material protective agents and you can't take them away artificially, 
because you'll be insecure and in anxiety and your mind will be bewildered. But there's supposed to be a stage of life called sannyas where you're completely dependent on God. And then, and even then there are four stages of sannyas and it's only the third stage of sannyas, which is called Paribrajakacharya, where one could, the first stage is you, you just move on the outside of the village and your family kind of sends you food. Then that's called uh, Bahuduk. I think then the second stage is Kudichuk. Then your family no longer sends you food and you go around begging. And then a more advanced stage is Parivajakacharya, where you just wander around God's creation and you experience how actually speaking, God is the maintainer, God is the protector. Somehow you find shelter, somehow you find food. And then it develops a very sweet relationship with God because you understand that it's actually coming by God. Where when you have your material protective agents, you have the false ego, prakriti kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvisha ahankar bhumudhatma kartaham itima that kartaham I am the karta I am the doer. So these things are not done artificially, but somehow this young, beautiful couple, and when they went to the houses in that culture there the culture of the Mideast. Um, the people greeted them always. And what was their mood? Allah has come to the door. And in, 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 in India, it would be it, Atiti Bhagavan, the guest is God. So the, this, this hearing about the arrival of um of the Vaishnavas, it's very, very enlivening because this, this is auspiciousness. So now the story is going to begin. Sri Rata Yatra Asi Hoyla Samaya Nilachale Bhakti Goshtahoyla. When the time for Rata Yatra arrives, When the time for Rathayatra arrived, all the devotees came to Nilachala. Ishvara, Ashaya, Prati, Vatsara, Vatsare, Vatsari, Vatsare, Sabe, Aisena, Rathayatra, Dekibare. By the instruction of the Lord, the devotees would come every year to attend the Rathayatra festival. So these are the devotees in Bengal. And we described when there was more piety, the rains were more regular. They would come in a particular season. And generally, they would come at night. And it was all connected spiritually because during that season, which is Chaturmasya, the four months of the rainy season, because it was agrarian economy, then people couldn't work. So it was kind of a, a, a society where you had four month vacation for spiritual life. 
sometimes I marvel that in America, which is considered, you know, anyway, not anymore, but it was considered the pinnacle of material opulence in many ways. You know, they give two week vacations, you know, they, they you know, so you look in India, they had four month vacations. The whole society had four month vacations. And, and what did people do? They would tr go to, they wouldn't travel, they would go to a holy place. So in this type of culture, the people had their ordinary lives. And then Lord Chaitanya said, okay, during the Ratiatra, during the Ratiatra, everyone comes. So now this is what we're hearing, that the devotees are coming led by Advaita. And I, I know how exciting it is, like being in, uh, in Vrindavan and during Kartik and seeing all the Vaishnavas. Even now, it was just so nice during, um, when I went there this year for Kartik and just seeing all the Vaishnavas you haven't seen around the world and them coming. So, Acharya Gosai Agre Kari Bhakti Gan Sabha Prati Karila Gaman. Keeping it way to Charya in front, the devotees traveled to Nilachala. So it's interesting. It described that the um, it's described that the the Bhakti Yoga section is in the middle of the Gita. The middle six chapters of the Bhakti Yoga section. Well, there's a nice sounds here competing here. I guess there's a garbage truck and it will go soon. Maybe not so soon. Okay, I'll, I'll transcend. Okay, it's going. Die. Um, so the Bhakti Yoga section is in the middle of the Gita. Even though Vedaisya Sarveham Eva Vedyo Vedanta Ved Veda Vedavichama, all the Vedas I am to be known. So it's the culmination. Bahunam Jamanamante, Gyanavam Mampapadyate, Vasudeva Savamiti, Samahatma Sadulava. Um, After many, many verse, Bahunam Janmanamante, Gyanavam, one who, Agani, Igani, the one who's actually, he realizes God, God is everything. Samahatma, and that's very rare. So this is the culmination. So why, why is the Bhakti Yoga section in the middle? And Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur explains that for many reasons, but well, one reason is, is, Therefore, karma and jnana touching bhakti. No process works without bhakti. Bhakti is independent, but karma and jnana independent on bhakti because every process requires mercy and mercy comes from worship. 
So you can't achieve perfection in any process without worship. And therefore in Astanga Yoga, Antanjali, when he describes yoga, he, he mentions worship of God. And, 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 and as an object of meditation, you can meditate on anything to steady the mind, but he mentions worship God. And the commentators say, because to achieve perfection, it's, it's not possible by our own endeavor. It's just too hard to control the mind to the level of, of, of yoga. The seven stages of samadhi, even the first stage is impossible. Steadying the mind without any other thought for over an hour and 25 minutes. We can't do it for one minute without any, unless it's not samadhi. And that's the first stage. And it proceeds to seven, six other stages. So you, you need mercy. You need mercy. So that's one reason. The other reason is, is the thing that is most treasured, the thing that's most treasured is kept generally in the center. Like you have something very valuable, you don't keep it on your front porch, you don't keep it on your back porch, you keep it in the middle of the house. So here, it weight is prominent. So the prominent person here is in front. I know also in the when I in India when I would go to functions at the, the Keshaviji Gaudiya Math, we had this nice relationship with Narayan Marge, or, or or when Prabhupada disappeared, they had a function. There, there's always a chief person. There's always a chief person. There's always hierarchy. Because if hierarchy is proper, then it's a very efficient method of making decisions. It's dangerous, though. That's why Prabhupada didn't create in ISKCON a hierarchical society. It created it at least more democratic in terms of a leadership because it's so dangerous. <laughs> it's so dangerous. So, but there's, there, there's that sense. I remember they would always have who is most senior. He may get a little crickety wooden table on the floor, a little cloth and like a glass with a rose or something, just that this, or a special asan. Because it's deductive and who represents. So, Dwaita Acharya, he's the Acharya, so he's in front. And now it's going to describe the other devotees. Shalilena Takor, Pandit Srinivas, Yanhara Mandira Hoyla, Chaitanya Vilat. Srivas Pandit, in whose house Lord Chaitanya performed his pastimes, came along. So now they're coming from Bengal, but what was the center in Mayapur of Lord Chaitanya's pastimes? It was Srivas Hungam, the house of Srivas Thakur, where they had their nocturnal had their nocturnal kirtans, and it, and, and which was Ras Lila in Gore Lila. It was the place of the Rasa dance, and I mentioned this before. 
Gorlila becomes more accessible because it's more it's God in a more a little bit more contemporary form. Because Raslila means Krishna dancing with all the gopis. So what's the element? There's Krishna, and there's somehow this this music. I, I think I'm going to write my next Monday morning article because I, I just had this concept that this idea and I want to develop it that that how bhakti works is absorption in God and by absorption in God you feel God and what do you feel you feel your relationship with God you feel your real self but there's three things that seem to be used and need to be used to because the absorption is based on our our sambandha, our, our relationship with God. And relationship with God means a feeling that's called bhakti. So the more you have bhakti, the more you'll be a successful yogi because the more you'll be absorbed. But it seems that in, in Krishna consciousness, there's three things that can enhance emotion that are applied to the process of bhakti. And that's why Sankirtan is so powerful because Tal has a way of entering into the heart and increasing whatever emotion it's connected to. Rag, melody has the same ability. And Natya or poetics has a way of increasing emotion. So, that's what the Ras Lila was. It's the highest emotion, but it's supported by, by this wonderful melodies, this wonderful singing, this, and, and, and this wonderful dancing. But in Gaur Lila, Radha Krishna is there in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And the connection, the music is there, in term, uh, or is there also in the form of the holy name. And the same thing is there, but in a form where we ourselves can emulate and enter, which is which is which is Sankirtan. So now he says Srivas was there. By the instructions of the Lord, well, oh, I read that. Chandrasekhar Acharya, in whose house the Lord danced as Devi also came along. So Chandrasekhacharya is Lord Chaitanya's uncle. Or he's either related to his father or he's related to his grandfather. And his house is, if you've ever been to Mayapur, his house is the Chaitanya Gaudiya Math. And when you come in there, at the beginning is the house of Chandrasekhar Acharya. And, and there, Chandrasekhar Acharya is a house. It says they would organize dramas. They would organize dramas. So he says, in whose house the Lord played Devi. So the Lord played in this drama. I remember Haridas Thakur was the policeman and they had different people playing the drama and 
that was also very powerful in bhakti. And there's one verse when I was a little bit into doing these dramas with um, Bhakta Alex. There was one verse in the Bhagavatam. Rati will probably find it for me because he's good at that stuff. But it said, you know, the, the four things that are, are most powerful to invoke devotion are chanting, hearing, remembering, and doing dramas. And so they would do dramas because what would, what would happen in drama is that you would have to imbibe the mood of that when you do a Vaishnav drama, then the, the characters in the drama are, are people with devotion. And you would have to imbibe their devotion. It would be a very, very powerful experience. And Krishna Anushilanam. Bhakti moves by Krishna Anushilanam means the primary characteristic of bhakti is Anukulyena, that you have a favorable mood, you want to please Krishna. Krishna Anushilanam by activities, Anu, that follow the will or desire of Krishna. That's Krishna Anushilanam. So Krishna Anushilanam basically means absorption in devotion, absorption in Krishna. I remember I once went to visit Narayan Marj in, in the morning and he had just finished. He usually did his bhajan chanting, but he was writing. He was writing. And he said, oh, this is a good Krishna Anushilanam. This is a very good absorption. I know when I speak, it's one of the few times where there's nothing else in my mind. It becomes absorption. And, and Bori Prabhu said that very, very profound recommendation that our taste in Krishna consciousness is our door, is our door to the spiritual world. Because the things that you like, you become the most absorbed in. And a lot of times the things that you like, you can offer with the most devotion too, because you, anyway, so here he's mentioning that Lord Chaitanya did, did dramas. Ganga Das Pandit came simply by remembering him, one's fruit of bondage is destroyed. Chalilena, that means he came. Harishe Pandit Ganga Das came. So he was Lord Chaitanya's Sanskrit teacher. And by remembering him, karma, banda, nash. Nash means to destroy. Just like Lord Chaitanya's called bhakti, vigya, vinash, the shringa. Bhakti, vigya, the, the obstacles to bhakti, vigya, vinash. He destroys the obstacles to bhakti. So we worship Lord Nishringadev to destroy the obstacles to bhakti. So Nas, he destroys karma by remembering him. Because what causes what causes karma? And what is what is the purpose of the law of karma? The purpose of the law of karma is to purify you of the selfish consciousness that covers the soul. That's what karma is. Things come to you for you. Why do they come to you? 
It's an ingenious plan by God to rectify your consciousness. I spoke about this in my last Monday morning greeting. How the world works is Vishnu means God is all pervading. God also manifests as Kala or time. And as time, God, Vishnu, no, as Vishnu, God witnesses your activities. And from your activities, and your, he can see what is in you that disconnects you from God. And what disconnects you from God is your selfishness. So he sees that. And then Kala, at God is time, he moves the world to give you specific experiences based on what he perceived to purify your heart of that selfishness. I, I, I give the example, you may have exploited someone, but while you're doing it because of the false ego, you can't see it's wrong. There's all kinds of rationalization and justification. So what, this is just one example. So what karma would do is it would move the world so that you are the victim of the same thing you were the perpetrator of in the previous life. So now as the victim, you can identify what's wrong. When you were the perpetrator, you couldn't. So karma is a very, very heavy thing like that. So what destroys karma? So he says, remembering these great devotees. And why does it destroy karma? Because we advance by appreciation. And when we hear of actually very powerful and great souls, it inspires us. And God is not cruel. He wants us to come to this point of devotion. If you come to the point of devotion, there is no need for karma. <laughs> karma is only for that. So if you come to it in a voluntary way, it's described in the Bhagavatam, then when you become a devotee, the reactions are less because you're learning the lesson positively by developing an attraction for service and devotion. So the reaction to your selfishness doesn't have to be as severe. So it described, you know, you get your finger cut. Oh, you should have had your head cut off. But because you're positively working on that problem, the lesson is kind of reduced. But really the way the lesson is reduced in karma is not reducing what happens to you, but reducing the suffering of it because you understand what it is and you can tolerate it because because the, the the effects are not physical the effects are more psychological that there's pain and there's suffering i i would I, i'm just using the terms arbitrarily but pain may be what happens to you but but suffering is the effect it has on you and, and, and when you come to devotion, the effect of the karma is much reduced because you'll be going through something and then you can be stoic. And I quote Epictetus. I read that book, Professor Matthew Dasti or Mahamuni sent me that book. And he says, happiness and distress, sickness and health, slander and praise, it all comes from God. 
So why should one care? What to speak of? Neha bikamanasho sti pratyavayo navidyate swalpam apyasya dharmasya triatema. In this endeavor, there's no loss. It's diminution in bhakti. It saves you from the greatest type of fear. And what's the greatest type of fear? It's death. When every single attachment we have is annihilated. I was in the airport in Dubai. Or maybe it was, Del I think it was, it was Dubai, maybe, or Delhi. And you know, there's kind of a seat between you and everybody, and this man sat down. And I, I, I was wearing pants. I never wear pants. So there's a phenomena when you never wear pants, when you put on non-devotional clothes, you're out of this world because it has no sense in time. It has no sense, at least with me, in any fashion, any, and it, it, it's like, it, it's kind of transcendental. It, it's just, I don't buy clothes for that. I don't think about clothes for that. So anyway, somehow or other, this man thought I was spiritual despite this. And he started talking to me and he, he was kind of a, a troubled person, a big businessman, a troubled person. And uh, somehow or other, he, he immediately figured out, talked about the Ukrainian war and then said, you're, you're, somehow I'm, my grandparents are from Ukraine. So he, he figured that out. Somehow it was really... And then after talking to me for a while, he revealed um, why he was talking to me. He said, you know, I can't use the word, but I'm scared, SH. I'm scared something of death. I'm scared something of death. Big businessman, I'm scared of death. And so, anyway, we may be scared, but we have a perspective. It's not the same thing. Arivo, where, where are you going to sit? So, yeah. Okay. Okay, now, now I have a crowd. It's not the same thing. And I remember that realization that I had, and you tend to forget, what I, I, I tend to forget the fear I lived in when I didn't understand I was eternal. It was kind of like a rock on your head. I, I, you know, I didn't have to intellectualize it. I didn't have to be an existentialist. The existentialist identified that. It was like a rock on your head. 
that death is the end of existence. It makes things so meaningless. And, and then I remember when it dawned on me from reading Bhagavad Gita that I was eternal, it was almost like God took that rock and lifted it off my head. Some people may have always believed in God. So they may have had that experience. But so it says, simply by remembering a devotee, karma bandhanash, that the karma is destroyed. Because karma has a purpose. God's not cruel. Therefore, it says, daivi esha gunamayi mama maya darateya. This, this, this karma, it's his energy. So it's God's energy. So it must be benevolent. Otherwise, there's no meaning to God. God must be omniscient. He must be omniscient, omnipotent, and omnibenevolent. It must be all good. So, so what's the purpose of it? So mama, and it's impossible to overcome. And it's impossible to overcome because it comes from God and you want it. You want that energy. You want the illusory potency because you 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 don't want to be a devotee and you don't want this God. So you want that illusory potency. So as long as you want it. There's nothing you can do about it because it's following your desire. But when you don't want it, then you're finished with it. Then you surrender, you're finished from it. So if you change your desire, you become free from the material energy. So he's saying just you meet these, you hear about these great devotees and it's finished. Pundarik Vidyanidhi also joyfully came while remembering him, the Lord cried loudly. So Pundarik Vidyanidhi in Gorlila is Pundarik Vidyanidhi in Gorlila in Krishna Lila. It's Vishabhanu, the, the, the father of Sri Radha in Gorlila, is Pundarik Vidyanidhi. And he was such a powerful devotee. But devotion is an internal thing. It's not an external thing. And you can't just judge it externally. So someone may be just in simple rags and may be a great devotee. And one may be dressed as a king and be a, a great devotee. One may have a peaceful temperament and not be a devotee, and one may have a little bit of an anger and be a devotee. It, it's, it's the internal thing. It's the inspired side of devotion. So somehow Pundarik Vidyanidhi was extremely opulent. You know, as opulent as you can be. And... Uh, Gadadhar Pandit was told by his friend that this was a great devotee. And when he saw him, he said, well, you know, what kind of devotion is this? But then when someone chanted one verse, 
Maybe it was Tabakatamritam Tapta Jivanam Kavibakalmasam. You know, I forgot that verse. About Krishna, or or maybe he just knocked over the canopy, you know, he just went in ecstasy. And then Gadara Pandits thought, okay, I made an offense. Now to relieve the offense, I must take initiation from him. So you can't judge things, but he was, a, and Lord Chaitanya is remembering him, that his devotion. Then, wow, it's mentioning all, what I call the spiritual all-stars. The Kresher of Pandit who danced while the Lord performed Kirtan happily came along. So now it's, it's, we're hearing about all these devotees and they're just great devotees. And when you remember them, when you remember a devotee, you remember Krishna because Krishna is the object of their devotion. So thinking of a devotee is thinking of Krishna. And I was thinking, I remember one Vyas Puja offering, no, Prabhupada's Tirubhav Titi, his disappearance day in, uh, it was Prabhupada's disappearance day. And, uh, So I was trying to think what I would say. And in Vrindavan, it's, it was an amazing Prabhupada's disappearance day because you'd get Burijan and, and Vaisheshika Prabhu and Jayadvaita Maharaj and then sometimes Radhanath Swami, Sachinanda. It was just like our spiritual all-stars. They were all there. So, you know, I would think carefully what would be my offering and what I thought in terms of my offering is to glorify those Vaishnavas, Prabhupada's disciples who passed away because they each carried an aspect of Prabhupada, his devotion. That's why it says one of the remembrances of Krishna is you remember Mother Yasoda. That's an Udipan, that's an inspiration for your devotion. So you remember these devotees and Vikreshra Pandit, when Lord Chaitanya would be in the Rathiatra. Personally, I'm not so organized, but collectively I'm organized. Like when there's festivals, I'm into every detail and I see every detail. So I like that. And I like when I hear in the Shastra that Lord Chaitanya was organized. He had a, he chose who would lead the kirtans in, in the different parties. This would be the kirtan singers, Sarup Damodar, Srivas Pandit, these were the best kirtandas, Mukunda and Govinda Ghosh. These were the best kirtaniers. And who would be the dancers? Nityananda, Haridas Thakur, Advaita Acharya and Vikreshra Pandit. And Vikreshra Pandit would be the dancer. And, and one time it said that he danced for 72 hours straight without stopping. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, these are all. Then it's going to be Pradyumna Brahmachari, who Lord Nishringa talked to personally. Then Haridas Thakur. 
and then Vasudev Dutta, who is the most compassionate, then Mukunda Dutta, the Lord Singer came, and Shivananda Sena. He's listing just all these people with these prominent services. Shivananda Sena was the manager that organized all the devotees. Okay. Um, Jamuna Jaya. Jamuna Jaya. You want to, okay, you have to, once you go over there, can you sit over there? Then Jamuna Jaya can see, you can see our audience. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> I can't wait till one day I get to, get to actually see this beautiful place. It looks ever more so beautiful. Um, thank you, Maharaj. You see that um, Dorita is sitting in my seat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not really, but. Anyway, <laughs> this is my little porch here. Okay, Jamunajaya, what's your? Um, there, there's so many wonderful um, takeaways, but I really love the way you unpacked karma and what taking away of, well, I, I loved the part about Krishna knows what's inside and then he comes his time to deliver the thing that will help snap snap your attachment to the material world and, and steer you more towards him. I love that. And then I also loved when you said the taking away of karma, is it maybe taking away of the thing, but it's the suffering of the thing. And I, I, I really, it, it's like that one thing that people always say that pain in this life is not optional, but the suffering is. And so that, that really struck home with me that Krishna, well, the, the attachment to Krishna, and the, the letting go of the karma takes away the suffering, maybe not the event, um, but the actual suffering behind it. Wow, thanks. That's great. Anybody else like to say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Jamuna Jaya, she always steals my takeaways. That was my favorite takeaway, too. That, you know, it's not that your, your, the karma was actually taken away or reduced, but your, suffer, your experience of it changed yeah of course karma can be taken away but why yeah. would Krishna take it away if it's meant for our purification so he generally doesn't because it in other words we have the sense that it's no longer a arbitrary mechanical law it's under krishna but we also have the sense that he lets it go because we all know that the the experiences we have after some time we realize what is the point in us what, what was the point of all this we generally don't understand it when it's happening but after some time we may understand the point anybody else say hello hi krishna gumaraj tota gopinath here hey bo tota you look great well I, I, if, if you would eat in the morning, six varieties of the most exotic fruits in the world. Uh -huh. <laughs> Rita, name the fruits. Montaludo, yeah. Sapote, Pitaya, Illa. Okay. And sometimes mango, papaya, but we know those things. Yeah. And then you have these baked rapers, these cornbread paratas with slices of avocado and fresh cheese from this farm that we have. So 
but I only take a little because I'm so. <laughs> I it, I only take a little. Anyway, I got carried away at the beginning, but today only oats with hot water. Okay. And, and but I'll have the fruit. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah. Thank you for glass. Oh, I guess, yeah, I guess maybe it doesn't reflect here, but nice to see you. Good to see you as well, Making a set of programs when I come back so that probably every weekend I'll, I'll do something for a while. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Lal and Braja. I don't know how you're going to fit this in with, I, I spoke to Raghunath on the phone, Jai Subhadra and Lagima went to Nepal. Yeah, I know. And Jai Subhadra, I said, well, how did they do? They said it was okay, but the, he said the short treks were two hours, but they were uphill. And the long <laughs> treks were five hours and it was only a little bit uphill. And I was imagining these Jersey girls. I couldn't imagine it. We're, we're really tough. What? We're really tough. I, I know, but I still couldn't imagine that. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go next time, I hope. Okay, I'm in trouble now. You, you, <laughs> don't mess with the Jersey girls. I don't, I don't do my famous Jersey joke anymore. Okay, Roger, will you allow me to tell my Jersey Yeah, joke? I love it. I love jokes. It's good. Okay. Why are people in New York depressed? Because Jersey's, because the light at the end of the tunnel is Jersey. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Okay. Really nice to see you. Happy. <laughs> Oh, Yavit Sundari and Suya Radhika. How are you both? Good to see you. Thanks for the class. Thank, Thank you very much for the class. Anybody else? Okay. Hi, Krishna. Who's that? Oh. oh this is Krishna Premi. Can Krishna. you hear me? Where are you now? Still in Mayapur. Sorry, I don't have the camera today. That's okay. When are you going to Melbourne and 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 whatever, or Brisbane or when Australia? April the second. What's that? April second. Yeah, April the second. We will leave Mayapur, and arriving, I guess, on April the fourth, because we have to stay for about. Um, almost uh, tw 12 hours or 15 hours at the airport in Singapore. So oh. that will be another day. Okay. Okay. Make sure you're Mayapur when I come back next year. Yes. <laughs> I hope so. Okay. All right. One or two more people. All right, well. Hi, Krishna Gamaraj. This is Teacher Radha. Haribo, Haribo. Haribo. Oh, okay. Anyway, I, I kind of see who's there, so thank you all for coming. Haribo, Gamaraj, Shal Kaley. 
just getting in my little obeisances. I go. Okay. Once you call for to be a shocker, person to be a chapati.